Welcome to 26 Weeks of Awakening. I'm Emily Strunk, and I'm your host on this journey over the next 26 weeks. However, we are on week three, titled Uncertainty. When I was first introduced to this concept, it was an extreme paradigm shift. I can remember the introduction of being comfortable with groundlessness as taught by Pema Chodron and feeling the weight of narrow-mindedness. The search and chase for security lifted for the brief moment I envisioned what Pema was talking about. Wow! Actually having the mindset where continued striving for security was not the focus seemed like freedom to me. The cool breeze that blew into my heart and mind at the moment I understood her words was life-changing. Yet in that moment, it was only an idea, an awareness, not a reality. In my study of psychology, focus on neuroses has been a commonality among all texts and subject matter. Why does the brain or the psyche do what it does? Again, we come back to survival instincts that we talked about in week one. They're hardwired into our physical DNA. Then surrounding our survival instincts, we develop idiosyncrasies from environment and events in our individual lives. Thus, we have a never-ending variety of neuroses founded in survival and growth. Based on these instincts, it is perfectly reasonable for us to desire and seek out circumstances in our life which favor survival, security, assurance, and growth, or, for purposes of this topic, ground, solid ground. A firm foundation is referred to in all sorts of philosophy and religion. In Christianity, texts say a wise man builds his house, his life, on a firm foundation of Christ. Matthew 7:24, 16:18, Psalms 18:2, Psalms 42. All other foundations are sinking sand and thus undesirable. In society, firm foundations are mentioned in our education, architecture, and family structure. The lack of a firm foundation is noted by many experts as reason for poor decision-making and failure. Buddhist philosophy counters this teaching with the principle that quest for a firm foundation or security is a root cause for suffering. Why? Because all things are temporary and changing, so reliance on any foundation leads to suffering. One must rely only on what is, not what will be, should be, or might be. The, constant, the continual focus on securing stable ground beneath us to ensure security is cause for anxiety, stress, and suffering. This focus keeps us looking ahead at what we want to happen and fearing what we strive to avoid. The illusion is most of the time, that we have control over events we fear. These events would be anything that leads to insecurity, instability, vulnerability, and death. For instance, we fear poverty, 
illness, injury, and again death. Thus, we fear all those things that potentially lead us towards that end. Loss of a job or increased expenses lead us towards the anxiety and fear of poverty. Health concerns or injuries increase our anxiety because depleted health risks a loss of work, ending in fear of poverty. Illness and disease increase our vulnerability to death. Our psyche is in constant denial of this reality. Our mind likes to think of itself as permanent, stable, and in control. Thus, the avoidance of the ultimate impermanence continues throughout our lifetime. It seems most of us are never prepared to face our mortality. The freedom that comes with putting our fleeting existence into perspective is undeniable. We have heard it said from many in the face of death that when they finally come to terms with it and are at peace with death, and that they will leave this existence, their anxiety and fight ends. They can truly exhale and be comfortable in the uncertainty, the impermanence, and life's state of groundlessness. When I acknowledge that I walk on a pathway where the future is unknown and the only thing certain is change, I can relax and be okay with all things as they are. I no longer have to fight to be removed or protected from what I fear. I accept my life as it comes and do all I can to really be in my life in the present moment. My mother always told me, I may not be able to handle the whole future all at once, or all things at once, but I can certainly handle life today. Tasting life in daily spoonfuls removes me from the fear factor of the future. Just for this moment, I can handle the uncertainty and the unknown. Just for this moment, I can take in all that life offers me. Acceptance of what life is also gives relief from anxiety. The realization that problems exist. The world has pain. All is temporary, is liberating. Once I become aware of the perfection and daily imperfection, I can relax and stop trying to control it all and fix it all. For me, this is so much easier said than done. There are so many reasons my mind strives to have control. At times, I'm not even aware that I'm clinging to imaginary control. What gave me the best insight to this was having to relinquish all thoughts of control and resistance to lack of control when the federal government took over my life. Coming face to face with the reality that I could do absolutely nothing to rectify the circumstances or the position the prosecution was taking, despite any errors I saw in their fact-finding and conclusions, was a hard reality. The anxiety of the impending doom and fight was crushing. When I finally was able to let go of control and allow myself to go with whatever will be, a peace began to drift in. This peace would come and go in waves. The waves were directly associated to my resistance of what was happening and out of my control. The more I was able to release my grasp, the less resistance I had 
the more peace I felt. I use continually Pema Chodron's metaphor in a river of crashing white water, standing there in the midst of it. The strength of the river pushes on my body, but I am holding fast to a fallen tree branch which is anchored to the shore. This clinging to the branch saves me from the current's pull on my body and keeps me safe from the dangerous waters. I hang on tight. The fear of what this water will do to me, the fear of where I will go if I crash into this white water, this is how we walk through life. We are afraid of what the white water of our circumstances may bring. And so we cling to anything that gives us a sense of safety and security. This clinging makes us grounded, or so we think. It's an illusion of feeling grounded. But at any moment, we could lose our grip, and the water beating up our legs and feet will carry us away. The anxiety of holding fast to what makes us secure and safe causes most of our suffering. Determining what the branches are that we grasp for to give us security and comfort is an important part of alleviating the suffering. Only when I became aware that the branch is causing my suffering could I attempt to loosen my grip and eventually let go. When I do this, I am allowing the great white water of life to carry me down the river without fighting it just floating with the pace of the current. It is then that I can notice the scenery on my journey, the strength of the current, the breath in my lungs. I can relax and enjoy the bumpy, turbulent, fast ride with incredible scenery and unlimited adventure. It is then that I no longer focus on the branch for safety, giving all my energy to securing my grip. I can exhale. So what are the branches for me that I hold on tight to? Ah, they change. But there are some old diehards that rise again and again, and I have to continually let go. The practice has given me acute, constant awareness of the arising in clinging or grasping and has lessened the time I hold on with each passing sunset. I cling mostly to the security of people and relationships still. I find my mind's greatest fear is to be left alone and forgotten. This has always been a deep demon of mine, causing me to grasp onto relationships and have great stress or anxiety when there is discomfort or conflict with those I am close to. It's amazing to me that the divine universe placed me in prison camp where I must face this grasping daily, peeling back the reasons for my feelings and coming to my fear of abandonment and loneliness again and again. Faced daily with the fear of being forgotten, I must let go regularly to my close relationships and trust in whatever takes place. I am learning that clinging does not control the outcome. I am learning that clinging and grasping bring my fears closer and caused my mind to react poorly, thus increasing my negative karma. We'll talk more about karma in the coming weeks.
Another branch of security for me has been creature comforts and routines. These give my mind comfort in sameness and material pleasures. Things as simple as morning routines to prepare for leaving the house. Specific kinds of coffee or wine, special pillows and blankets, scheduled TV shows, family routines and traditions. Having these things thrown out of whack used to cause me stress and discombobulation. I bet each one of us can relate to that in this past year of dealing with this COVID-19 pandemic. Our routines, our structures, totally thrown out of whack. But each one was a great training ground. Becoming aware of the simplest attachments I had, which I developed to give my mind the illusion of solid ground, created a great mental gym of watching attachments arise and then training to let them go. It was an important realization that all things do not last and everything is temporary. What does that mean for all these routines and material comforts I have accumulated to give me security? Well, it means that those things will go away. They will end. Even our relationships, every single one of them, will end. It is all temporary. My peace and my suffering directly relates to my knowing and my embracing of constant change and impermanence. The awareness of the reality that shifting sand is my foundation and it could go away entirely was another exhale. The peace that began to come when I was able to see an unsure future, no solid foundation, and nothing to hold on to, allowed me to float in this universe. At first, this was only periodically. But as my practice and meditation have continued, the years have brought longer and longer periods of peaceful floating, groundlessness growth through uncertain feelings and comfort in the midst of chaos or change have become norm for me. Watching myself step off cliffs or let go of branches has been exhilarating. I am becoming more and more content in the unknown and the reality of groundlessness. So for this week three of uncertainty, we're going to talk about some ways that we struggle, uh, some things that we cling to, and what is what are the branches that you're holding on to as you stand in the white water. So first, what are some of the ways you struggle to make your life or keep your life comfortable and secure? And what are some of your comforts in each day that help you cope? Are there any habits you do daily, weekly, or monthly? And think about 
what types of changes have you experienced that have caused anxiety in your life? How well do you adapt to change? Is change something that you really love, that you hunger for, that you actually try to make happen in your life? Some of us rearrange our furniture all the time or change jobs frequently or uh, cut our hair, change our hairstyle, our hair color, um, change out our cars. But what about life changes? How well do you adapt to those types of changes? And does knowing about change before it happens cause you anxiety when you know something's about to change? And do you know why? Can you dig deeper to understand why you fear or have anxiety over this change? Imagine yourself in the white water, holding on to a branch, See yourself standing there and holding tightly. Feel the branch in your hands. Hear the sound of the water crashing all around you. What is the branch that you're clinging to regularly in your life to help you feel secure and safe? Is it the creature comforts of your home, your family routines, your comfy couch and bed, your TV schedule, your video games that you play? Is it your job? Is the security of your job what gives you the ability to feel like you're grounded? What are the branches you're clinging to? Family? Friendships? A significant other? How often do you have to cling to this branch? And what do you fear about letting go? Do feelings of fear arise in your mind if you imagine a change in your living situation? What if you lose your house that you're living in or your apartment? What if your family has to move in with you or you have to go move in with family? What if you don't have any family and all of a sudden you end up without a house? Or your job? What fear arises in you if you imagine a change in your job? Explain these feelings to yourself. Think about them. Feel them in your your body, in your being. Feel the anxiety arise. How would you feel? What would be going on in your life if those changes in your living situation or job happened? Do you have relationships in your life you need to feel secure? Which relationships are these? Do you have relationships that you're searching for to make you feel more secure? And how would you feel if those relationships ended due to death? Someone who you absolutely need and love in your life 
that makes you feel secure and accepted died suddenly. This week I want you to spend time taking note of how you try to create ground and security in your life and in your routines. I want you to note how secure is your ground really. Note changes that occur this week and how you feel about this change, no matter how minor it is. You go to the store and you can't buy the regular brand of toilet paper or shampoo because they're out. How does that make you feel? Irritated? Discomfort? Frustrated? Just small changes and big changes, if any, happen. Maybe make some notes about how this past year with all the change of the pandemic, how did all of that make you feel? What are some changes you had to endure during the past year that really caused you to feel insecure, irritable, pressure? And in meditation, do some visualization. The white water and your clinging to the branch of security in your life. Visualize this in the water, in your meditation. Feel everything about your surroundings as you stand in that white water. The branch, how your hands feel holding on to it. Everything around you while you stand in that white water. And watch and feel yourself let go of that branch and let the water take you downstream. Visualize it. Over and over and over again this week in meditation, I want you to visualize holding on to the branches in your life and then letting go and letting whatever it is in that white water that you fear carry you away downstream. Spend some time with that as you meditate Remember, we're meditating 5 to 10 minutes in the morning as beginners and 5 to 10 minutes in the evening. I encourage you to keep a meditation journal, logging the times that you've meditated and any experiences that you've had during meditation. If you miss meditation times, that's okay. Don't beat yourself up. But note it down. I missed meditation because of this reason really important because then not only do we see what's taking us away from ourself and our time for self, but we also see potential branches we're clinging to that we're not willing to give up in order to do meditation. Thank you for joining me this week for week three, Uncertainty. I am your host, Emily Strunk, and the music in the background is provided by Benjamin Stone and his album, Prairie Meditations, which can be found on Amazon Music, iTunes, and Spotify. Spotify.